0: Welcome to Side Effects, Effect versus Affect. It's hard to know the difference. At McGowan Brabender, our goal is to provoke you to think differently about employee benefits, your employees, and the status quo. That's why it's Side Effects with an A. Join me, Kenzie McEvely, an MB co-host and one of the industry's brightest guests to dive deep into the process of good employee benefits. Let's get started. Welcome back to episode two of our five-part podcast series describing the new member journey with my guest, Director of Strategy and Innovation at McGowan & Dave Holman. If you haven't listened to the last show, drop everything you're doing and go back to episode number 107, where Dave shared the problems HR and management are facing in the workforce today. The pandemic has shifted workplace trends while younger generations are requesting non-traditional benefits as they work remotely and navigate the Great Resignation. We left listeners on a cliffhanger about how traditional benefits like medical, dental, vision aren't satisfying the Zoomers and Millennials. So, what do they want? What will keep them at their jobs? Are there other benefits companies need to offer? Without further delay, welcome back Dave Homan to the show. Hi Dave, how are you today?
1: I'm doing great.
0: And we are back with episode two of our five-part podcast series about the new member journey.
1: Very excited to be back here.
0: Yes. And I was just thinking, this is a milestone time in our life, you know, maybe compared to the Affordable Care Act or something that's really going to change healthcare forever. And how did you get the name new member journey to call it this?
1: Well, member journey comes from customer journey. And customer journey has been around forever in the consumer products mm-hmm. industry, and they they kind of go through decision trees and and come up with that flow. And is I started mapping out um, with a group of people here at McGowan braybender a couple of years ago. We started looking at what that experience or that pathway looked like, mm-hmm. and we realized that it was so siloed and disconnected and there wasn't really a path there were just all these independent experiences but they didn't all meld together right. on a journey and right. so we decided that we were going to not only figure out what it is you know what it is currently if anything but what we would like it to be mm-hmm. let's create what we like that we want that member journey to be in moving forward
0: so you heard it here first folks member journey that's what what the world is turning into right now. Yes, so.
1: patent pending.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so last episode, we established the problem and how the world has changed since COVID, with the workforce is happening, all these new trends. So we we hinted what we wanted to accomplish as McGowan Brabender, but what do these younger generations want?
1: Well, I think if we're going to tee up the conversation, let's look at it in terms of the traditional benefits and the non-traditional benefits. Okay. Mm-hmm. Non-traditional benefits are actually going to be a lot more fun and provocative to talk about, but um, even starting with the traditional benefits, Mm -hmm. let's look at the medical plan. And um, we talked about it in the last episode that for the Zoomers, the the youngest generation right now in the workplace, medical isn't even a a sexy benefit for them. It's not one of those really critical, important benefits that they're looking at first because most of them are still on their parents plan and they will be until they're forced off their parents plan (laughs) so um Mm -hmm. it's not important to them um you also look at medical was it used to be very important um to my generation gen xers because we were marrying at a much younger age we were starting families and so we were concerned about you know, maternity, um, pediatricians, rich benefit all that. Yeah, yeah. The rich benefit plans. And we were, um, that was important to us, but you look at the younger generations, they're starting their families later. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're more proactive, I would say to a degree because they know a lot more about their health. They're much more into the physical fitness and they're, they're much more so of true. the, 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 um, endurance, athletes at a younger age than than we had with either the boomers or the gen xers so um the medical plan uh richer isn't always better for them Mm -hmm. once they they go on the plan because the richer benefits inevitably will cost more out of pocket Mm -hmm. if they're not using the dot the their medical benefit for things other than uh, preventive care mm-hmm. for the most part or the weekend warriors that have the occasional I was just bring torn up the meniscus yeah. or something like that. I mean, you're going to hit that deductible and then you're kind of sitting pretty anything that you have those types of injuries. So right. mm-hmm. um, I think what, what we're starting to find out and what the data will tell us and we'll talk about it in the next episode mm-hmm. is they would actually prefer a lower um, a lower tiered medical option that costs them less money out of pocket, mm-hmm. but gives them uh, different options and opportunities to receive care. For example, this is the generation that is native to telemedicine. Yes. COVID forced everybody to grow up about the importance of telemedicine. Yep. Before that, it had been a commodity. It had been a luxury. It's something that you add in.
0: It was kind of fun. Like, yeah. oh, I'm on vacation. Let me let me call my doctor real quick and get this prescription. Yeah. I've, it was got, rare.
1: I've got pink eye. I yeah. you know, I don't want to go to the doctor. Uh and what happened is with most groups or most cases that are out there, it served a very highly specialized focused area. Mm-hmm. Now they're finding out through telemedicine everything they could do during COVID, it forced them to grow up really quickly. They're starting to expand what types of care can be provided, how they can integrate that with other specialized services, Mm -hmm. and actually start to deliver a lot of specialty telemedicine care. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, And so an example is you could be a patient in South Dakota and go to a telemedicine um, kind of intermediary And they go in there and they can run some basic diagnostic tests, have special equipment, Mm -hmm. and they hit a button and you're suddenly doing a consult with somebody from the Mayo Clinic or the Cleveland Clinic. Mm -hmm. So it's opening a whole world of opportunity. Probably where the greatest growth I see telemedicine experiencing in the next few years is with behavioral health telemedicine.
0: Yes, that's a huge, huge topic. The mental health. World is just absolutely blowing up. So, what other what other things did the Zoomers and Millennials want regarding the mental health aspect? Of their EAPs.
1: Well, it's I think they're struggling so much um, with COVID having come about. Yeah. because um, they were they were locked down. the The Zoomers are a very very social group of people yep. and suddenly they were forced to isolate um a- and be away from people and be separate on top of that that's a generation that is heavily reliant on social media.
0: Oh, and you won't say I don't and I don't <laughs> want to be mean about that
1: but um everybody else's life is a wonderful experience. Yeah. Um you know, they, they go on the the most fabulous vacations. They're always out at parties. They're always smiling. They have mm-hmm. the, their hair looks perfect in the poses. Yep. And
0: after probably 100 and, different photos trying to get the yeah. perfect shot. And yes.
1: so you look at those and you think, why can't my life be like that? Mm-hmm. And, and the reality is it's not. It's, you know, everybody struggles with the same things, but when you look at other people mm-hmm. always having something better than you do mentally, that that wears thin on you, oh, and yeah. so um, there's such a shortage. There was a shortage before COVID on mental health benefits. That's Agreed. typically where things programs get cut, mm-hmm. where benefits are tapered back, and so um, there's a huge need and a void for that. And and even right now, what they're trying to do is use telemedicine to fill that void and and you're starting to see a lot of apps that are being creative
0: oh for um, sure that are
1: being created so that people can do um some self-care mm-hmm. they can do some things to kind of guide themselves through rough parts but then get help when they need it mm-hmm. and you're you're starting to see all these behavioral health companies starting to really come out of the woodwork oh, i yeah. really see There being an explosion, but the problem is there's a finite number of people that can deliver that care right now. And so they're creating these new services, but there's a premium cost that comes with kind of getting pushed to the front of the queue line. Exactly. Because so many of these vendors are using the exact same resources to get the care. Mm -hmm. And it's a matter of the highest bidder gets the care up front.
0: Right. And I think now when we think about the younger generations with the rich benefits, EAP is top of the line. And McGowan Brabender actually has a really incredible EAP program. I think we have five of our first um, telehealth sessions with a therapist is free. And and those are the kind of things that are intriguing now. And it's not as – I don't think it's even taboo anymore to be like, oh, yeah, I go to a therapist or, oh, yeah, like mental health is so important now. And
1: it's it's not that they're – it's not that the Generation Xers or the Boomers are – have any less problems not like we figured anything out we have the exact same problems you had yeah. a great point mm-hmm. there was a stigma attached to mental health and that was something you didn't talk about oh yeah it was something that was very private and even the older generations were just you know your parents were telling you just you know pull up your big boy pants mm-hmm. and and just tough it out right and that's taken its toll i mean can, <laughs> we gonna have a whole other episode on <laughs> how that's messed us up but yep. um it's they're very open about it, and I think it's great dialogue mm-hmm. and recognizing it, and the fact that employers are becoming less fearful because they didn't know how to broach the subject.
0: It was t- they taboo. They didn't know how to talk you about wanna, it. Yeah.
1: And 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 the old an- the answer in the past was, oh, we have an EAP benefit. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but it was just in the corner, like was, at the last page of the benefit booklet. It was. It
1: was. It was an afterthought at an open enrollment meeting. It was like, oh, by the way, we have this EAP benefit that doesn't cost anything. Mm-hmm. And that's almost like it was sold. And and one of the things that, as I talked to our account teams, I was uh, I was telling them when you're going out and doing these open enrollment meetings, you need to be leading with, with the, the EAP benefit yeah. and talking about that. And and the survey data is telling us right now mm-hmm. that employers are most um, fearful about the mental health of their population. Right. And so that you need to be talking about mental health. Every day with your employees,
0: right? And as we are talking about Gen Xers, do you think your generation is adopting these technology advances? Are they okay with it? Are they okay doing telehealth? Do they want to be in person or?
1: I think for them, with the Gen Xers, is um, the appeal to them is that it's more efficient. Mm-hmm. They don't have to waste the time to leave the office and drive across town and wait in a so waiting true. room and they can just be at their desk and they can be talking to somebody. But so for the Gen Xers, the real novelty there mm-hmm. is the convenience.
0: Time saving. Time
1: saving. Right. Cause Cause it's they're all so about to, the work. All about they're the they're work. They're so used to
0: taking care of others. They leave themselves kind of on the back burner and now yes. they can just call. Yes. So when I want to go back to the mindset kind of how millennials and Zoomers want to receive care, how do they like to engage with the healthcare system? And what about the HR team? Do they want to text their HR professionals or what do they want to do to get in touch? Well,
1: and the, again, the, we'll talk a lot more about the data in the next podcast, mm-hmm. but to kind of um, tease you with things, it depends on the situation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When there's a problem, they like to speak and talk about it face to face because they can certainly ask those follow-up questions or get a deeper understanding. When it's the everyday questions or when they have a um they have to be able to multitask. When I'm talking on the yes. phone, it's harder for me to multitask. Yes. The the millennials and the Zoomers are very good and adept at multitasking. Give
0: us the live chat.
1: Yep, they want the <laughs> live chat because then I can do three other things while I'm live chatting. Yes. And Correct. um, you know, whereas Gen Xers and Boomers were not as conditioned or native mm-hmm. to multitasking, um as the younger generations. And so certainly they like to do things where, um, where I can be chatting, I can be returning an email. Mm -hmm. I could be looking for something on Amazon at the same time and, and it fits into live chat is usually more flexible hours than, than talking to a person live on the phone. Mm -hmm. And there's such a shortage right now, even when you call, it's, you've got to sit there on hold for 15, 17, 20 minutes.
0: Yep. And they'll be with you shortly. And then you're waiting and you're waiting. You refresh, you refresh. But live chat is my preferred yeah. method. And we talked in the last podcast about how we get our news. Twitter is how I get my news. And we joke a lot about how our intention spans have gone down significantly. We have to be, have longer ones than goldfish. Correct. Yeah. Seven attention seconds. Span,
1: yeah. Attention span shorter than a goldfish and and you know the other thing is with with the zoomers they you they they shouldn't even have them be called smartphones anymore no. they just want them smart devices because yeah. the last thing zoomers want to do is sit on the phone and have a phone conversation and amen to and, that. <laughs> and I can t- you know, it's just not natural. It's no. I why do I need to sit on a phone and talk to you when I can text it and I can use my abbreviations, um, carrying a conversation with pictures and emojis yep. and abbreviations. And,
0: and we've talked about this before. If they don't like you or if they don't like it, they'll move on. They'll exit out, they'll go to the yeah. next project. So if we can reach them in the exact way they want to be reached first, right off the bat.
1: It's critical.
0: Much it's critical. You have mm-hmm. much better in. Yeah. So, okay. So we talked about traditional benefits a little bit. So let's go into the non-traditional benefits. Okay. What are some examples of these benefit, vapor well, it's, benefits? Well, and,
1: and I think we had talked about, we, I'll briefly touch on them. It's the, from the last episode, it's the, the unlimited PTO, the yep. flexible work schedule, the, um,
0: Tuition reimbursement or student loan help?
1: Well, yeah, that's more – that that's. I would say that that's not even vapor benefits. Those are real tangible right. benefits that mm-hmm. are out there. So we, we kind of have the work schedule um, benefits. And then you get into the things that are very important to them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right now, you just nailed it. Tuition reimbursement is the most requested benefit that's not readily offered to employee populations right now. Right and
2: why is that
1: well that's because their student loan debt is huge it's ginormous compared (laughs) to some of the other generations that were out there right and what because that load is so big that's affecting other areas of their life and so paying that off is the most important thing to them and up until now the, the programs that have existed from the government have not been super favorative in, in that area. No. I mean, they wanted you focusing on 401k and retirement, mm-hmm. but I will say this that recently um, they have acknowledged that it's going to, there's going to be a trickle down effect if we don't figure out a way to handle this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be political in this and say that we're going to have student loan forgiveness for everybody because right. that's, that's not the solution. Everybody has to have skin in the game, And, in, and, and my what belief. about the
0: people that have but, already paid theirs off?
1: Exactly. And so <laughs> what, what they're doing is they're changing the rules that are out there to make it more favorable mm-hmm. so that you're in a situation where you can pay off your student loan debt, but not sacrifice paying off that student loan debt for um, the sake of not giving... To 401k, right? Because you have to be looking at the past and looking at the future at the same time,
0: exactly. And
1: so, employers are being more creative in their approaches that they're taking for that.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and so, I like how you kind of siloed you're like, there's work, um, non traditional benefits, they're the kind of fun benefits, mm-hmm. and then what about? I know you have a whole list that you want to share.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you what. There is some weird stuff that's out there. <laughs> and and for many of our yeah. listeners, you're really going to have to go out and Google this
0: Yeah.
1: Um, afterwards. But, I mean, we're seeing um, benefits and requests um, come out of the woodwork. Things like NFTs, non-fungible mm-hmm. tokens. Yes. And I'm kind of hoping in a future podcast episode... Um, we can we can have someone on to talk about that, Little but that is that's mm-hmm. that's growing, um, and it's important to a generation, and so you can't ignore that uh, that's out there. Things like um, HelloFresh subscriptions,
0: one of my favorite things. You know,
1: we thought it was really cool when you had gym discounts for people.
0: Yeah,
1: um, the Zoomers want. Peloton subscriptions they want to be able to pick um customized programs that are available to them um Rex renewable energy credits now yeah, this is a new one this is a new this. one and yeah. this is this is something um just kind of write this down set it aside then <laughs> then then you know set a reminder to check this out in two years but this is a generation. Um, And and the millennials who are very Mm cause-driven. The environment and sustainability is so incredibly important to them. And they're concerned about uh, kind of the direction the world is going in with sustainability. And so renewable energy credits is a benefit that you can um, give. um, It's almost like investments in your employees' futures Mm -hmm. where you help them become carbon neutral right or or and help the planet and you can also do that at the employer level um and and even as a if you're a vendor out there for somebody we're seeing a lot more in rfps than we ever have before where they want to know from vendors that big organizations toyota Mm -hmm. um you know sony apple google they want to know what your sustainability plan is as an organization and so um, that's a benefit that you never in a million years would have thought about being out there.
0: HR um, needs to start preparing for those questions. You know, at the end of an interview when they say, do you have any questions for me? Yeah. If that becomes a question, companies need to be prepared for what, that.
1: What's important to you? Yeah. What is most important in your life to you is a great question to ask. Mm-hmm. And not just about what you're looking for in an employer or what you're looking for in a job. Asking them because, uh, like I said... Millennials and um, Zoomers live 24-7 lives. There's not a separation between work and home. Everything is about work-life balance. Yep. Um, so pet insurance. We've
0: <laughs> The best topic of the day. <laughs> I know it
1: is, and not because of current company excluded from both of us, but we are both dog lovers. We are. And uh pet insurance was something that a few years ago was new, but it was a novelty, it was mm-hmm. a fringe benefit. Yeah. And then COVID hit.
0: And Everyone what, got a pet. <laughs> and
1: what happened during COVID? It's the biggest um Boom. adoption rent yeah. rate for pets um in the history. Of our nation and Mm -hmm. so what's happening now is coming out of it people are realizing oh it's not just that initial adoption fee
0: they can be kind of expensive these
1: things are as expensive as kids (laughs) (laughs) maybe not that much but
0: you never know (laughs) yeah
1: um and so pet insurance is pretty important and Mm -hmm. so when you're talking to zoomers and millennials and you talk about requested benefits Mm -hmm. pet insurance is always in the top three that's out there Mm -hmm. now it's not just those two generations anymore. All the generations adopted pets during COVID. Right. So pet insurance is going to be continue to grow in popularity that's out there.
0: It's huge. It's huge. It so this is kind of a fun question for our HR professionals that are listening. They're, they're having to change their recruiting techniques. So they used to maybe brag about the rich benefit plan with the medical and 401k and so how are they going to start recruiting Zoomers? What do they say? How do they share about these recs and these NFTs?
1: Yeah. So let's take a step back and, and talk about the problem, what we're doing today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We have employers, and I'm going to use the the um, dreaded term benefit booklet. Eh. And so many of employers have them, still use them today. And what they're doing with that benefit booklet is they're using it, that one piece, and recycling it, not just for open enrollment, for life event changes but for a recruiting piece right and when you look at those benefit booklets that you deliver during open enrollment it's a technical it's a technical piece mm-hmm. kind of like an ikea manual
2: yeah
1: or reading tax code um <laughs> many times it's a cya cya document
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and it talks about the how to use your benefit but not why it's a spectacular benefit And so they turn around and they want to use that as a recruiting piece to a prospective employee. Mm -hmm. And that's not, it's not accomplishing that goal.
0: It's kind of an easy button option, but it's not accomplishing the goal. And Mm -hmm. and I
1: tell employers every day, you're better off coming up with a one page handout that touts the, the joys and beauties of your benefit plan, why it's important to them, why they should care Mm -hmm. out there. And so, um, And even that piece, though, when you print it up and and use the same piece for everybody, one size doesn't fit all.
0: Not anymore.
1: Millennials and Zoomers are used to having every single part of their life be personalized and customized. And and the other generations have kind of evolved into that. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at your iPhone. You've got one. I've got one. Mm -hmm. We pulled them out side by side. We would find that. There'd be more differences than there would commonalities. Mm -hmm. But we all expect that now, even Mm -hmm. with social media, who you follow, who you unfollow. When you're going in, when you're Uber, like you used to call Pizza Hut because Pizza Hut would deliver pizzas to you. (laughs) You called Domino's because you got (laughs) Domino's. Now you Mm -hmm. call Uber Eats and they can deliver 5,000 different restaurants because it's got to be customizable that's out there. Mm -hmm. And so... Make your benefit offering to that employee customizable. Mm -hmm. So before you deliver the benefits, ask them a few questions. What what benefits are most important to you? Mm -hmm. Do you have a pet? Do you have student, you know, is is student loan repayment important to you? Mm -hmm. How important is retirement? Um, Do you plan on staying on your you know, your your parents' plan. We just want to know so we can talk about some of the other benefits oh, yeah. to, to stress on there. You want to be careful. Obviously, you don't ask anything you can't ask or legally can't ask, right? But you can really start to custom tweak the talk track that's out there. So then what you do is you go back and you can have four, five, six different versions of that one pager that stresses things. That are most important to them, right? Things that are of interest to them,
0: and that needs to be, I think, the, a major takeaway to our HR recruiters that are listening to this right now is ask more questions. It needs to be tailored to this employee because, for example, if they if they have Uh, loans they want to pay off and you're 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 talking to them in the interview and then you realize that whoa that's a huge priority to them then right then and there you can offer the options for them well we have this program where you can do half to your 401k half to your loans or you know that was that and that can just recruit them so much easier and be like well I am picking them for their benefits maybe not the old traditional old school ones but these new ones I value and that yes. it matches, it mimics my lifestyle outside of the workplace.
1: Yes. And, and just asking some open-ended questions because they may not even be benefit related, but there are things like, what are you, as you look ahead at your career and your future, what are, what are some of the things that give you pause right. or makes you concerned? Mm-hmm. Financial health is so important mm-hmm. to this younger generation because they have watched their parents go through two recessions, yep. a global pandemic, and they are concerned that um, they're not going to, have, you know. And you read the news, and they say, "Oh, this generation is the first one that's not going to have a better quality of life right. than than their Expensive. parents did." And so, so think about the little things. Think about the programs that you can plug and play that talk about financial health financial wealth talk about the importance that your 401k vendor will will meet multiple times i know we do that at work with yep. with our 401k yep. that's huge we announce those repeatedly over the course of the year do you want to sit down and talk about how things are performing mm-hmm. and talk about what other expenses you have don't underestimate those conversations mm-hmm. but you see with in order for that to Work all of this we've talked about where everything is customizable and there's flexibility. You have to look at the framework of your benefit program right. where one size doesn't fit all. Uh, there's not necessarily a, a set contribution for each benefit, and everything is voluntary because that just doesn't work. <laughs> That's not appealing, and mm-hmm. employees will look other places to fulfill their needs. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring up a term that we used a lot in the industry when I was coming up. And if you wait long enough, it all comes back into style out there. Yep. Um, Cafeteria plans.
0: They are back, baby. (laughs) They, I
1: I really think that that's going to be a viable solution to make this work in the future Mm -hmm. where an employer, instead of the employer deciding what is important for the sum whole of their workforce, Mm -hmm. letting the employees decide So you're going to have different options, and the employee goes in and says, I have X amount of benefit dollars, Mm -hmm. and I can go out and spend them on what I want, what is most important to me. Mm -hmm. And um, that may mean even offering more options within a benefit. Like medical, um, I came up in a time where for a company of 200 people, it was not uncommon to see three medical options to choose from. Mm -hmm. High, High, medium, low. And as we go on then and consumer-directed plans are brought up, brought into play, mm-hmm. and then the, the mentality and approach that one size fits all for the, it's easier to administer, um, less hassle, less for the employees to learn. A lot of employers have that one plan for everybody. Yeah. And then they figure, well, I'll just I'll just throw more money if it's a high deductible plan towards their HSA, mm-hmm. things like that. But it's only a valuable benefit If the employee sees a value in it, what I would challenge employers to look at is perhaps having a richer plan for those Gen Xers, for those boomers, for the millennials that have kids and responsibilities and bills and are worried about it, but offer kind of a lower, almost ACA minimum type plan where youth can then ratchet around it, where maybe instead of doing a high deductible plan there, you fund an HRA. Right, and you give them money so that should they need, should they need that care, should something come up, A
0: weekend warrior, they're cut. Co-
1: yes, they're covered.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: at the end of the day, if they leave after eighteen months and go someplace else, that money goes back into the company right. benefit for other people. Mm-hmm. Or at the end of the year, it just resets itself. So it 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 helps protect the employer financially, but gives peace of mind and options and flexibility to the employee.
0: Right. When did the cafeteria plan start? Do you remember? Because I it was remember back, it being offered back when I first started. Yeah.
1: I want to say it was in the 90s, with with late 90s, early 2000s mm-hmm. were kind of the heyday. Yeah. And then, a la
0: carte choices. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm.
1: then it kind of died down. And one of the reasons a lot of it died down is you saw the advent of the early benefit enrollment systems. okay, And they were so limited in their scope and what they could do early on. Mm-hmm. So you had to simplify the rules to administer. right? And so over time, that just kind of became the norm and the expectation. Mm-hmm. And, and you couple that with the fact that generally HR and benefit staffs are so thinly staffed right now Yes, they And are. so the last thing you want to do is throw one more thing complexity-wise mm-hmm. on top of their laps. So it was kind of the perfect storm to make it go away. Yeah. But now I would say look at it again because a lot of the systems, the payroll enrollment Ben admin systems are more sophisticated in their rules. Yep. And um, it's one of those where it – I'm not going to say it's going to be less work for the for the HR benefit staff, mm-hmm. but it's a necessary evil. Mm-hmm. Would you rather spend a few extra minutes administering a benefit program or worried
0: going oh, to sleep hiring. at night
1: about hiring and retaining exactly the employees,
0: which um, is the lesser evil? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another uh, topic that I wanted to get into about um, the new age is coupon cl- clipping is back. Oh, We're talking yes. perks packages. <laughs> Right now, I know MB I'm, is highly into this. So mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about your yeah, perks package.
1: It is about the instant gratification. Yes, and for the Zoomers, a lot of it is about the gamification. Mm-hmm. It's there's nothing there's that psychological high knowing that I I won and I got the best deal that was out there. Oh yeah. Um and and the benefits that a lot of the younger people especially the Zoomers, have these benefits, but unless, like you said, unless you use it, it's not really valuable to them. Mm -hmm. A perks package is something that's a fantastic benefit to give your employees because it gives them instant gratification, instant savings in their pockets. Now, the challenge there is somebody's got to get it. Somebody's got to administer it. Somebody's got to go out and find the bargains and the deals and who's Mm going to handle the the questions when hard problems to come up, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. And so it's been kind of clunky to this point.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we went out at McGowan and Braybender. We, we saw that that was a need mm-hmm. and we wanted to not give employers an idea and just throw more on their plate. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we've done and, and our team specifically has worked on is we are going to be offering uh MB perks, which is a, a perks discount program uh, for all customized. of our customized program <laughs> uh, for our clients, all of their employees, it, at no cost, it's just one of those things of working with McGowan Bender yep. But it, it covers everything from oil changes to dinner at your favorite Margarita's Mexican at, restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to to you know, you're going down on spring break, Disney tickets, Universal Studios. So, mm-hmm. but what that does is that gives them instant gratification. Oh yeah! And there's a convenience factor. You're not cutting coupons. No. It's an app that's on your phone, which appeals to which... which to our generation.
0: App- and a cool generation. thing about it is it knows your location. So it'll notify you when you're near a deal, which is probably yeah. the most satisfying thing you can get on your phone. Like, oh, I wasn't hungry, but I have a 20% off coupon. Maybe I'll go get dinner there tonight. It's, yeah. That is... The age we live in right now, that is so gratifying, exactly what you said.
1: Yeah, but as we built this program, this is one of those examples where it wasn't just a benefit that you throw out there. We thought about it in order for this to be successful, Mm -hmm. it needs to be personalized, needs to be customizable, Mm -hmm. needs to offer an immediate dividend to them, and needs to fit in their lifestyle. Right. And, And I doubt if anybody in the world is driving around without their cell phones, their smartphones.
0: Not anymore. And
1: so it's right there where it pings you. You use it, instant gratification. And so suddenly you feel like I got a benefit from my employer that I see as being valuable.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So wrapping up this this podcast here, though, part one, we talked about the world we live in, the problems we're facing. This episode, we really hit on what millennials and Zoomers want and how HR can recruit and retain these generations. So our next podcast We're done talking about the problem, and we're going to start talking about some solutions. So can you tell our listeners what to expect for part three here?
1: Well, I think what we're going to do is we're actually going to start, think of this as a working lab where we are sending out, um, we'll have the survey data collected from employers, the employer Mm -hmm. populations, and we'll be able to actually share some data with you and tell you that we've been telling you what we believe. Is most important to your employees. Right. We're going to validate whether or not Proof, our, hypo- baby, our hypotheses are uh, are accurate. Right, and so and then what we'll do is we'll start building and actually putting together. Here are some things that don't require a huge lift, tweaks that you can make to mm-hmm. be more competitive in your benefit offerings, and at, at the end of the day, offer something that's perceived value and is appreciated by employees.
0: Exactly. So. This next podcast, we're teasing here that we will actually show the remapping of the member journey, and we'll have proof and data and results to do that.
1: Yep. So. We'll share we'll share everything along the, the trip with you.
0: Yep. So, so, Dave, thank you again for joining us. I'm Thanks so excited to me. keep going on this process. And to our listeners, if you have any questions or comments, like always, about this new member journey, please email me at Kenzie at HealthierBirthdays.com.
1: Or Dave at HealthierBirthdays.com.
0: Yep. And we will see you next time on Side Effects.